All right, boys and girls, welcome to Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. You're probably wondering why, what's going on? Why is this not paddle and fin? We moved. We gone. We gone. And with me today is Dan Perry. If you've heard us on the paddle and fin, Dan usually does the reel down or former co-host of The Real Down. You know, all know me. If, if you've heard my podcast before, I used to host, host the Bass Kayak and Beer segment on Paddle and Fin. Me and Dan, we decided to uh, part ways with Paddle and Fin. If you followed my podcast before Paddle and Fin, then you probably might remember I used to have two shows in the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. One of them was The Real Life, where I usually interview uh, people from the bass fishing and kayak fishing industry, whether it's content creators, personality, tournament directors, um, tournament anglers, and all that jazz. And then I also had a, another episode called Kayak Fishing 101, which was more the learning tips and tricks to help you, um, uh, you know, better yourself uh, kayak bass fishing. So Dan is going to be the host of that. And uh Dan is going to have his episode every Wednesday. I'm going to have my episode every Monday. Again, that's going to be the real life. Dan, what's the name of your episode? Uh, Advanced Kayak Angler. So my mine, I'm playing, and I did it for a while with Paddle and Finn. And uh, it, it it's one of the difficult things being on Paddle and Finn is everybody has their own show, so you kind of have to stay in a certain lane. And whenever you kind of overlap with another show, it becomes... You know, there's friction there, so um, I d- decided to go with Armando. We're doing mine will be advanced kayak angler, and it's really just a show about um, just nerding out on stuff. Really, here I actually have a list of some shows I'm thinking about doing. So hopefully, this will make sense of where I want to go. Spinner baits. What are kayak specific rods? Drop shot, live scope, everything about that creek fishing so just just different topics or whether it's baits maybe a company comes out with a certain bait or really a lot of times just a specific technique getting with who i think is the best right now uh whether and, and that could be I, I have a couple of uh, you know pro pro actual big bro pros i want to talk to one of our one i kind of talked to a little bit already about doing it and then um on the kayak side as well just kind of nerding out on everything and just whether it's technique specific or a brand that's doing something different or maybe it's content because like for Christmas just happened and I got my first GoPro. So I'm going to be trying to figure that out or, or what, whatever it is, just getting really in depth on things. That's kind of, kind of where I want to go with it. Yeah. And for me, same thing. Um, you know, if, if you follow my podcast before, whether it was Paddle and Finn or before when I started, uh, by myself, my podcast is going to remain pretty much the same, just talking to personalities, like I mentioned, having like a good old conversation, talking about kayak fishing, uh, bass fishing, and fishing in general. Um, it's not going to be tips, tricks, or techniques like Dan is going to have on his podcast. It's just going to have fun conversations, you know, kind of like a couple of guys, or, you know, or girls, because, you know, the ladies are into fishing right now as well, and there's a lot of great female anglers and content creators that I plan to have come up on our show. And it's going to be just, you know, talking what we all love to do, 
bass fishing and kayak fishing. Not necessarily, not just bass fishing, not just kayak fishing, but fishing in general. And I uh, hope you all uh, continue to follow us. Uh, as far as uh, why we left Paddle and Finn, you know, both uh, Dan and I have our different reasons why we left Paddle and Finn, but we want to set the record straight. We're not upset at Paddle and Finn. Me personally, I know Dan is not upset yeah, at Paddle and not Finn. At all. Uh, it's a family. We get along great. Like a family, there are sometimes where we we have arguments and uh, we have differences. And, uh, you know, I was, you know, within the group, I, was, I know I was guilty of sometimes being overly expressive with my opinions. Um, and But we always had respect for each other. And uh, I love... I loved everyone at Paddle and Finn. You know, every single segment, every member of the Paddle and, fa Paddle and Finn family, I, you know, it's, I get along with great. Um, I'm hugely appreciative of uh, what uh, Ryan Schiller has done with Paddle and Finn and the opportunity gave me to bring my show into the Paddle and Finn and able to grow my show. And I've always be uh, grateful, eternally grateful for Brian Schiller for that. And I have nothing but the utmost respect. I got to finally meet Brian Schiller um, at the ICAST in 2022. It's kind of weird now, you know, for me, my generation, you know, where you grew up with analog phones and rotary phones and and now being kind of dating myself here, having long distance friendship with people that you don't actually have never met in person. Yeah. Um, such was the case with me and Brian and Brad Hicks and Jimmy Skinner and Susie Roloff and, and Dustin Nichols. You know, we it's like a family, but I, other than Dustin Nichols and Brian Chill, I never really got to see. Oh, and you, of course, when you came up uh, for the KFL tournament. Yeah, uh, It's kind of weird, you know, to have that you know, like that, that uh, friendship, but not being, not seeing this person um, such, you know, that's the place we are technology. So for me and Brian, we were friends for like two years before I finally got to see him at ICAST. And I was impressed with what Brian Chiller's work ethic. I mean, that guy was recording 10 episodes a day, live shows a day, trying to talk to, everyone that was in ICAST, every company, every personality that was in ICAST. I mean, he epitomizes, you know, what it is to work hard. And he's not a big social media guy, like some of uh, uh, the most known content creators. You don't get to see a lot of what Brian Schiller does, but trust me, that guy works his butt off. And it really opened my eyes. Like if you want to grow your brand, if you want to uh, make a good name for yourself, in this industry, in this community that's kayak fishing and kayak bass fishing, you really have to, you know, set yourself apart with your hard work and uh, give yourself a good name. So, And he, he, he really did that, too. I mean, he yeah. went from, you know, being in construction to recently taking on a, a marketing brand for a hunting and fishing company. So, you know, it's really paid off for him. And um, I, I kind of my story with Paddling Finn is, three years ago or over three years ago, um, almost three and a half. I think I had just messaged Brian. I'd only been into kayak fishing a couple of years. I'd 
in the bass boat side before that. And um, I messaged Brian. I said, if you ever have an opening, I love talk about fishing. I have a young son, so I don't get to go as much as what I want to. You know, to me, being the dad is number one. And um, so I had a lot of free time on my hands whenever he went to bed to to talk. So I was down to do a podcast and uh, Sam, Sam Jones, he left. He was the co-host whenever I started, but Brad Hicks had went to another show. And uh, so there was an opening and me and Sam did it for about a year before Sam left. And then I did it, uh, you know, for a few, a little bit by myself and then added Jimmy. So yeah, did it for a long time. I appreciate everything they did. Um, you know, just Brian and the whole family let me be a part of it. Really like the biggest part. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's the podcast part. I'm going to miss so much, but being in the chat with everybody, like I find these memes or, or like see something on Facebook and Instagram, I think it's hilarious. And I just want to send it to the group. So I've been doing it for so long because it's one of the things we all laughed about and, uh, yeah, can't do that now. So it's, you know, like I, I, I really miss talking to those guys so, and Susie. So yeah, kind of sad, sad not to be a part of it anymore, but you know, it's, it's also good too to kind of strike out on your own and, and to, uh, you know, to have ownership of what you do, because whenever you're on paddling Finn, like you went, you had your own show, you went to paddling Finn and now you're taking your, your show from paddling Finn. I was on a paddling Finn show. I would say that's yeah. the way I saw it, that it wasn't my, although I was a host creatively, the show wasn't mine. So you know, just to be able to leave and have your own sponsors and to be responsible for that and to to just have ownership of your own show and your own content. Um, I think that's important. It's it's going to be difficult to start back up. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I've made enough of a name for myself and people respect what I say or at least respect <laughs> enough to listen that they might be interested in, in what the people I can bring on the show and talk about. I know some shows, whenever I've went more technical, have also always been the most popular, whether if I was on the Noob show or another one, those were ones that already always had the most comments. So I'm just looking to do more of that. So I'm, yeah, I'm definitely excited. I, I'm sad, sad not be a part of Paddle and Fan anymore, but yeah, excited definitely. to be teamed up with you and, and getting this going and moving in the right direction. Yeah. And as for the reasons why you mentioned the reason we wanted to set this record straight, the reasons Set the record. Oh my God, I can't remember how to talk for a second. Set the record straight on what the reasons, what are not the reasons we we didn't go, we didn't leave. Now to talk a little bit about the reasons why we left. Basically, we, for me and and Dan can speak uh, for himself, but for me, I wanted more creative liberties. Um, and I listened to my listeners. Uh, it kind of sounds redundant, but yeah, I think it makes sense, right? Listen yeah, to yeah. my listeners. Yeah. Uh, I, I listened to their feedback. And one of the feedbacks that I got uh, was the Waypoints commercial. It, it And to be honest with you, you know, that's something that I never liked. Me and Dan never got paid for those commercials. No were we ever told that we were getting paid. It's not, it's not like they promised us that we're going to get paid, that we get paid. We never saw a dime from that. Um, and... At the end of the day, I didn't get in this podcast thing for the money. It's great to have sponsors to kind of offset the cost, 
running a podcast, you know, it's literally just to start off. It's at least if you want to do it the right way, it's at least between mics. Um, Cause not everybody has a sure mic or a Yeti mic, you know, that's could be anywhere from 250 to $500. Um, the, uh, the streaming services that we used, I mean, that's, you, you, there's different prices. There's like the free version where you're going to see a bunch of promos and log, logos for um, the streaming company, which I don't want it because um, I think that's off-putting for our viewers that do watch it on Facebook. Um, but in order to get that, to remove those logos, you have to pay anywhere from 250 to $500 a year. So if you're thinking... You know, what's the cost of running a podcast? It could go anywhere from $500 to $1,000 just to start off. And then after that, it's like $500 a year just to keep it running. And if you want to add your own website, that's another story. You know, the the better quality that you want to bring as far as aesthetically pleasing and being able to get more reach, the more expensive it is. Um so I understand why we had those waypoint commercials in Paddle and Fin. It helped cover the cost. But at the end of the day, um, I wasn't getting paid for it. And I listened to the feedback from my listeners. And the feedback that I consistently got once we switched from waypoints um, and the commercials started coming in, it was my listeners didn't like it, most of them. They were like, it, it just, the commercials just come up at the worst time where it cuts off the, the conversation. Um, uh, I started off, you know, when, so when we started and when I moved to Paddle and Fame, we didn't have Waypoint commercials. That came like a year later. And then it came in. We weren't told about it uh, directly. It was like the decision was made um, and we had no say in it. Um, and that was disappointing. Um we, I did talk to Brian Schiller about me doing an intro and then having the Waypoint commercials come right after the intro. And that kind of smoothed it out. But then we had more commercials. And I looked at an episode that I would record for 60 minutes. And by the time it's uploaded with all the commercials, it would end up being 65 minutes. So it's like five minutes of commercials. And that's not what I got into this podcast i don't submit i don't want to submit my listeners to advertisement that a i don't have any control over because i remember uh charlie uh wells uh he told me once when the waypoints commercial started i guess you know they share some account with his wife whatever thing anything so he started getting the com his commercials were more like lady products you know, and tampox and all. <laughs> it was like, it's like, why am I getting these commercials? And I remember talking to Brian about it. It's like, wait a minute. Why, why is feminine products being advertised? What's going on? It's like, well, it's based on the algorithms, whatever he's using his phone or his computer. It, it was just a mess. So we had no control over it. I particularly don't like to advertise. I want control of who's advertising about my podcast, especially if I'm not getting paid for it. Um, yeah. And second of all, we don't do advertisement. I had a company reach out to me just this last week and ask me, hey, you know, what's, could you send me a price for your advertisement? I'm like, I don't do advertisement. 
if you want to if you want us to promote your product i have first of all have to know what your product is second of all i have to try your product and believe in your product and then i will organically add it to my episodes but i'm not just going to advertise something a if i don't believe in it and b if it doesn't fit with what we're trying to do here this has always been and i'll say this i'll i'll Oh, we'll always say this. This podcast has always been from a kayak bass fishing angler myself for the kayak bass fishing community. It has never catered to one company, one product, or one entity, or any tournament, or one specific tournament angler, or anything like that. I would always give my unbiased opinion. I would always... Tell what I feel it's the truth, and I would always speak to what I think it's best for the growth of the kayak fishing community. As far as be, having sponsors, we'd love to have sponsors as long as I believe holler in your products. Us. Yeah, holler at us. As long as we believe in your product, we can find a way to make it work. But it's not going to be a commercial. It's it's not what I yeah. got in this field, and I understand. Right. This is, I'm not I'm not upset uh, at those decisions that were taken. Um, at the end of the day, Brian Chiller is the kind of CEO, the head of Paddle and Fin. He gets to make those choices. Uh, and I'm not upset at it at all. I just didn't want that for my listeners. I didn't want that for myself. Um, it's never been about the money. It will never be about the money. I have my job. Um, and this would only, this is just because I enjoy kayak bass fishing and fishing in general. And if we do get a, a a sponsor, which we love to, is to help offset the cost of this. Nobody's gonna get, nobody's gonna make a living out of this. Uh, at least here in this podcast, who knows? But I doubt that's not the goal that we have set for ourselves. Yeah, I, I mean, I I really don't want to get on the money thing with Paddle and Finn, but they're sponsors, and and that money went back into Paddle and Finn. Or it went into paying for things for yes paddling fin as a whole yes because I have limited vacation time those things I was never taken able to yeah. take advantage of so over the life of paddling fin just to throw it out there I got a mini Yeti mic which I gave back after I bought a bigger one I got some rod socks with paddling fin and. Two nights I got to stay at a place at Dale Hollow with um, Eastport Marina. They gave us a house, and I had one of the bedrooms as one of the bunk bed bedrooms. And that was the only money or benefits I had ever taken taken from Paddling Finn. So some people were able to take more advantage of that yeah. and to get more advantage from the money that was coming in. I was not one of those people because of limited vacation time. I spent all my all my vacation time for tournaments. I don't have any extra vacation time, you know, for tournaments and, and family. I don't have any extra vacation time to do other things. I, I truly wish I did, but, um, you know, I, I just don't. So over the last three plus years, that three and a half years, I was with Paddle and Finn. Those are the only benefits I saw. If there's a bunch of commercials and there's money coming in somewhere and that money is going somewhere, and I'm not able to 
take advantage of some of that. Not that there was much money or whatever else, but I was not able to take advantage of that. So it didn't make sense for me to stay with the commercials to not have ownership on a show that I don't own on a podcast that there's money coming in and I don't, you know, it's not coming to me. So I'm, I'm not trying to talk bad about paddling no, or no. anything else. That, that, that's just the, the truth of what happened. So it became a balance of as more sponsors, more commercials, more things like that benefits going to other things. And then, not having ownership, you add all that stuff up, and that's why we're doing this. For me, that was my part, and because I wanted to do the other show, like I said earlier, it caused friction whenever I tried to do it before, because some other people on other podcasts thought I was getting into their lane whenever I was doing this, so that, those were my reasons. So, now, again, not that I don't love Paddle and Finn, I appreciate every minute of it, I really enjoyed yes. it, but it was just time to, time to do something different. Same background. A little bit different show, same guy. So, you know, I will yeah. miss Jimmy too. Yeah, and no, and Jimmy, Brad, uh, uh, Brad Hicks, uh, Matt Souders, Dustin Nichols, uh, uh, Chris Liska, everybody. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, um, Brad Herleboss with the hunting episode. Yeah. Everybody does a great job and works super hard. And I, I know I'm, I'm missing some names here, uh, but uh, Susie Roloff, uh, Sean Lavery. Um, I have a great relationship with Sean Lavery. I I think the world of Sean Lavery. I think he's one of my favorite persons in this community. Um, and we wish we them the best. It's just for us, this was never about the money, but eventually it it got into being about the money, and that's not what we wanted it for. Um, and uh, we're excited to what we're going to offer you. I hope you listen. I hope you guys come and listen to us. I hope you guys also support Paddle and Finn. And uh, yeah, it is, sure. it is, it does cost money to run Paddle and Finn. It does. So there's, you know, I understand um, the business side of it, but for us, we just want to grow this community. We just want to enjoy what we're doing and not having to worry about the business side of it in that aspect. There you so, go. Tell us a little bit then about your show. Your show is going to be every Wednesday um, we'll have it early in the morning. We'll work some things out. My show is going to be on Mondays. It's going to be called the the Real Life. Dan Perry, uh, remind me, remind everyone the name of your show again. Yeah, Advanced Kayak Angler. So just simple show, talking to usually one or two people, maybe somebody from a company, and just getting super in depth about things. You're the great interviewer. I am. That's not my strength. So my strength is more about technical and details and things like that you're the interviewer and i'm the the technical spreadsheet dan guy so <laughs> that's a you know that that's how our shows are going to be different that that you i i think honestly in kayak fishing you have the best interviews and oh appreciate you, that man uh, especially for somebody it blows me away for somebody whose first language is not english that you're so good at interviews and getting in depth with people it's uh like you know, I really, really appreciate what you do. And, and, uh, so and I always listen to your shows. So for me, you know, I have to look at what I'm good at and, you know, my strengths and my strengths are more detail oriented. So that's what my show is going to be, be about just nerding out on some stuff. Like I want to talk to the best people at some things, whether that's, you know, maybe I should be 
that could be getting sponsorships or content creation, less of that, uh, but more detail oriented stuff because you know that's that's the kind of stuff I enjoy. Like like here's a perfect example. Like we had Cody Milton on the other day uh, on the reel down, and he was talking about. I don't know if he carries any soft plastics at all. Like one double 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 AOY this year. At, for bass and kbf or no i'm sorry hobie and kbf and uh drew one for bass and um like he doesn't carry any soft plastics but he's like he throws a lot of metal whether as spinner baits spoons anything but uh so i was really intrigued by that like just how much he's into spinner baits and i'm the same way to where i have to have like, he's so very detailed about it. Like, this is how weird I am. I can't have something in my kayak if I don't know the exact place, time, water clarity, when I'm going to throw it. Like, I have to have a whole system, whether it's Ned Rigs, Spinner Baits, Chatter Baits. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, whatever technique that is, I have to have a complete well thought out system and how my soft plastics can be interchangeable with different baits and how everything goes together as a whole. Every bait in my kayak, maybe that's a trailer. I have a trailer, like there might be a trailer that I like a little bit more, but this trailer is more versatile. So I can use it for two or three different baits rather than having to carry three different kinds of trailers. That's how like, as a whole, every single bait and every single technique I have in my kayak, because I, I don't carry a whole lot of stuff. I'm probably somewhere in the medium range between Drew Gregory and Casey, uh, Kate, not Casey Ashley. That's a bass guy. Uh, Casey, uh, Virginia guy, I forget his name. Uh, Cashin, I forget his last name. Casey Reed. Casey Reed. Oh, Casey uh, Reed. Yes. Good yeah. Dude. Sorry. And um, so, yeah, I have to be very detail-oriented about everything I have in my kayak, how it fits in with everything. And that's me. That's how I fish. That's what I enjoy. So you can really look forward to me going very in-depth with people about things. Yeah, and that's what we want to do, right? We want to uh, do uh, entertain and educate at the same time. So, you know, you have an episode that, you know, mine is going to be catered to entertaining you and Dan is going to cater to um educating uh people um and it doesn't have to be the good thing and and i've listened to that one episode you did and i've heard and you and i have talked about uh uh bass fishing uh for the last three years um it's your you explained it in a way where it's not you know like it's not over complicated like i remember when i started bass fishing i used to listen to or watch videos of tactical bassing, which I love. I love the guys tactical bassing. Now it makes sense. When I started fishing, I can, I tried, but it was like in my, for a newbie, it was like they, they overcomplicated so much with the terms and this yeah. and that. And it's like, it's, it's overwhelming. Um, but your episode. And I, 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 I really want to try that too. Like if you think about it, there's a triangle, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you. go ahead. There's go ahead. A, there's a triangle of kayak anglers. There's like, if you think about it, the, there's so many more people at the bottom 
There's so many yes. people that are just getting into it who will never advance because they're more of a casual kayak angler. They might fish a club tournament every now and then. Maybe they see a spinnerbait show and they're like, oh, I want to learn to throw some spinnerbaits. Yeah. So as I'm talking to these people or techniques, I really like really my focus is from everyone from the beginner all the way up to the advanced guy. Like some, like here's a perfect example. Sometimes you'll watch Scott Martin video. And he'll talk, let's say he talks about spinnerbait. He's going to give you, well, here's the most simple stuff. He's very seldom ever going to go into that really specific because he's in like a five to 10 minute video because he wants to keep it short. I have an hour. I am going to get weird on stuff. Like we are talking, (laughs) I'm going to do my best to talk about from the very beginner level all the way up to the top of the pyramid to the you know, where somebody like Russ Snyder's, Cody Milton, those high-end guys, they can listen to a pro or PKA or whoever it is and really also get something out of it on a technique or something specific that they're not the best at either. So, uh, so yeah, if whether you're just getting into kayak fishing or you're, the show will be called Advanced Kayak Angler or you're that top-level guy or gal, um, I, I really hope you're going to be able to get something out of the show because I the terms or whatever it is, I really want to go over the whole thing and, and try to try and make it, you know, e- easy for anybody to listen to. Yeah. And by the way, if you don't know Dan, Dan has the, the credentials to be a good teacher. You've found, you've had a lot of success in tournaments and you've done this for, you know, better oh, part damn, of yeah. your life, you know, when starting from the bass board and then moving on to kayak fishing. So it's, it's, we're not, remember when I started um, the kayak fishing one-on-one segment when I was uh, by myself uh, before I joined Paddle and Finn, like I had to get people to talk about it. Like, I don't, like, I just started bass fishing and kayak fishing. Like, well, how am I going to teach somebody? But then I had the idea. I was like, I'll have somebody that knows about it. And I'll just ask the questions as though, and, and I was a new person. I figured that's a good perspective, having somebody that's new to the sport asking the questions. Because a lot of times, like tact- like I mentioned, tactical bassing, which again, I love tactical bassing. I would recommend it to yeah. anybody. But those guys are so far ahead of the curve as far as you know what they do that it's not easy for them to dumb it down for somebody that's new to kayak fishing. And that's the great part about your episode. I remember you were one of my first guests at uh, the Kayak Fishing 101 segment. And actually, that episode was the most played episode before I moved to Paddle and Finn, which was uh, targeting bass on deep ledges. And I remember just thinking, like, this is great because Dan knows how to explain it in depth without overwhelming somebody that's new to the sport and that's why i was so excited when you and i talked and you know we came up with the idea of bringing that show to our podcast because i know you are you are like you mentioned that's your strength just you have the experience you have the knowledge you're gonna have the guest they're gonna be talking about specific areas where maybe you don't have that knowledge but they do and then the way you explain it it's just simple you don't oversimplify it and you don't overcomplicate it when you talk about fishing like i you know i've spent so many years getting i mean people talk about ten thousand hours in sports i don't know how many thousands of hours i put into either just bass fishing or 
studying it, researching it, learning about it, reading about it, reading books, whatever it is. I mean, like I'm, I'm just all in. Like I, I'm one of those kind of people to where if I don't have something to think about my, like, uh, I have to have something to focus on work and family and things like that. But I, I just, I need something to put my extra brain into where I start to spin out of control. Like I, I just, I need to be focused on something all the time. Um, and, and, you know, kayak fishing has been my outlet for that. And what an outlet, right? It's the best. Yeah, for sure. I can't think of a better outlet than kayak fishing, kayak bass fishing. Yeah, it's, it, it, it kind of like hits all cylinders for me, whether it's the, the research, the reading, the in-depth, you know, the details of the tackle and things like that, and the actual going out and doing it. So like, the you know, whether it's tournament research, map study, podcasts, videos, I just, man, I, I I love every part of it, and I, I really enjoy everything about it, and it just really suits me, and I, I love to do it. it. It really just be, it's hard to imagine not having bass fishing in my life, and I, I even, I came from the coast, you know, like a, well, I mean, you come from a big island, but yeah. I come from, I've come from the coast, and I, I grew up inshore saltwater fishing, uh, you know, speckled trout and redfish, and we did it from a bay boat, uh, you know, so it's in South Mississippi and Southeast Louisiana. So that's what I did my whole childhood growing up before I went in the military. And, uh, I love that. Like I, I go down to the coast, like this weekend, I'm going to see my parents down on, uh, we're doing our Christmas down there, uh, for new year's. I really don't fish on the coast that much anymore because I just love bass fishing so much. So yeah, I'm, I'm just totally completely consumed by it. It's for me, it's work, you know, not in this order, but fam. Well, in this order, family, work, and then fishing. But uh, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I know it's it's incredible how what those little green water goblins uh, do to us. <laughs> to keep I, us. I loved I loved the competition too. I didn't say yeah. that too. Like I love to go out there and kick some ass. Like I, whenever <laughs> I go out on the money, like we can shake hands at the ramp and. Yeah. But I, you know, I want to go out there and I want to take your money and uh. And we're going on this show. We're going to figure out some techniques, how we can maybe make a little bit more money. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, that's one of the things about, you know, I've always enjoyed the the camaraderie uh, at the boat ramp and captain's meeting and award shows. And I love it. And I'll continue to love it. But there's, I think, to me, when I'm at the boat ramp ready to launch day one, uh, before lines out, uh, there's that switch that I have to flip. And not to say that I'm going to be this a-hole on the water where I'm cutting off people and oh, telling yeah. them to get out of my spot. Nothing like that. I'm not, you know, I'm, if, if you've met me on the water, if you ever do meet me on the water, you know, I'll always be super courteous and, you know, we'll figure it out the way that if, if we both want to fish the same spot, for the most part, we'll figure it out. You know, I'm not, I'm not that type of person that I'm, going to be somebody completely different while I'm on the water and then off the water. Heck, I don't do any social media. I'm the same guy. I'm not a keyboard warrior. I'm the same guy. I'm, I'm yeah. the same opinionated oh, yeah. guy on, on, on my keyboard, yeah. on my same computer way. that I am on my podcast and I mean, I'm on the water. Um, I, I don't say anything online that are, are on this podcast or anything or anywhere on Facebook shows, social media that I would not say in person. I'm, I'm exactly. not that. I, I hate people like that. But uh, on the flip side to that, internally, to me, it's like 
And I remember, I remember, and I've talked about this previously on the podcast. I remember the first time that happened to me. Like I started fishing Slay Nation. It was just for the fun of it. The first three or four uh, trails, I got skunked. But I was having fun. I was picking people's brain. I was trying to learn some of it. Then I fished the Texas Kayak Championship um, last year. Um, and that's where a little bit more, I got a little bit more competitive and, and I got to talk to Rolando Nandine and a, a bunch of other guys on the water. I fished the KBF trails, which that's where I met, uh, Christine Fisher, uh, Guillermo Gonzalez, Jody Queen. And I was just like in awe of just sharing the water with these people and watching them, you know, that tournament at the KBF trail at the Trinity River. I mean, Christine, Matt Scott. Jody Quinn and Guillermo Gonzalez put on a show both day, trail one and trail two. And I was just in awe of just watching that. Then came one day where I fished. I was no longer fishing Slay Nation, but they had an open, uh, which means you didn't have to pay for the membership at Lake Forks. I figured, yeah, let me let me fish it again because I love Lake Fork. And I'm thinking, you know, I've grown as an angler. I fished some national trails. Um, I also fished the Bass Masters or Bass Nation Kayak Series, as it was known back then um, in Lake Fork, like two years ago. Um, and to me, I was just happy to be there. And then when I went back to Slay Nation after two years of not fishing the Slay Nation, I remember it's just going to be the same group of guys that I that I, that I learned a lot. Matt Biles, uh, uh, Corey, uh, uh, a bunch of guys. I, I forgot the names. So I figured, yeah, let me go back, you know, and, and hang out with those guys. And when I get to the captain's meeting, I see Brian Howe, which was having his, I guess you can call it his rookie season at the Hobie POS and was one of the favorites to win the AOI. And there was part Mark Pendergraft, who had just won the Bassmaster yeah. uh, Classic at or whatever they called it, uh, National Championship. I the say. Classic. Yeah. In yeah. the... Possum Kingdom, which earned him the name Possum Kim. And I remember just kind of being like, when I see him, I'm like, ah, damn, I was, I thought I was just going to fish with my buddies, you know, and and just going to be bragging rights. And I have to go against the two hottest pros right now, fishing national trails. And I was, as I was getting ready to check in, I felt in my mind, it's like, you know what? Something flipped. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm pissed off that they're here in a good way. Like, I was surprised. I didn't think I was going to get that level of competition. Not that Matt Biles and the rest of the guys at Slay Nations are a bunch of slouch. No, they're great. Matt Biles, if he ever decides he wants to go to a a national trail, he'll probably take a lot of people's money. He just fishes small trails, and that's the way he wants it, and good for him. Um, But the point that I'm trying to make, I was like, you know, this is it kind of changes. You know, it's one thing to go out with your buddies, another thing to now face this uh, national trail anglers who are winning the championships and are leading AOIs in uh, the most uh, toughest trail, which is the Hobie BOS. And you're like, man, this is not the mindset change. And I was like, whatever, let's, let's just fish. Let's just have fun. And I hooked him to my first big bass, like shortly after lines out, it was a 22, no 21 and, and a quarter bass. And all of a sudden I was like, I want, I want this. I want to win this. And I want to beat 
these guys. Like all of a sudden, I was happy to see Brian Howell's name. I, I was happy to see Mark Prendergraft's name. And I was excited at the chance to just take them down in a tournament. And again, that's the ultimate respect, right? If, yeah. if you know, when you're excited, pumped up to fish against Guillermo Sales, Christian Fisher, it's because you respect them. You understand they're the best at it. Russ Snyder, Cody Milton, Drew Gregory, they're the best at it. And you want that opportunity. You should cherish that opportunity to put your names ahead of them at the podium. And again, that's a sign of respect. If you didn't even think of them as great anglers, then you wouldn't care about beating them. That's the way I see it. It's nothing personal or anything like that. I came up second to, uh, to Mark uh, Prendergraft. He, I think it was the last hour, last 30 minutes. He caught a big bass and leapfrogged me, but I was like this close to beating him. And that's when it all started for me. It's like, okay, it's no longer about having fun. It is having fun. Don't get me wrong. But it's now I have that switch where I want to take names. I want to beat people. I want to um, get the top spot. Not about the money. I, I'll take the money, of course. $10,000 on a Hobie BOS trail. Who wouldn't want that? But more than anything, it's just that satisfaction of saying, I can go toe-to-toe with some of the best anglers out there. That's all. It, that, to me, is what it's all about. It's, man, and it, it takes a long time to, yeah. like, whenever you get into a sport, you're going to get your key, teeth kicked in for a long time. Yep. You're going to give up your money. It is what it is. It takes time. Like it, it's only over the last few years that I've done good. And last this year was my best. And hopefully next year will be even better. But it uh, you know, it's it's definitely like a, a steep learning curve and takes some time, you know. So some people come out like doing the reel down for three and a half years. Every now and then it it kind of you know, some people come on the show and they're like, Oh, I threw this and like they found the honey hole or they found Yeah you know the magic spot or the magic bait or you know i'm not saying they didn't deserve to win but uh they didn't they stumble know. on fish and i've had yeah. that happen like darnell oh I yeah stumble on fish not just i put in the hard work to find them but yeah I got oh yeah and i'm not taking right it away from- no 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 and, and, and it's true yeah. like somebody says oh you stumble on fish you're right i did stumble on fish like i had no clue um, how to find fish until I not no clue how to get them to bite until I finally figured it out. But yeah, it was happening to be right at that point where I see a huge shad jump on the water and I see the weight behind it. And I'm thinking there's a bat, there's a school of bass and I know what they're following. So let me throw, uh, I think it was a, a slobber knocker with the same pattern of, of color that I saw the shad jumping um and it worked out um so yeah i i get what you're saying say like some people win every now and then and they haven't went through the rigors of being a tested tournament angler for years Mm -hmm. and some people like you know i mean just you look at cody milton or or look at russ snyder's those guys have those guys have done it for a long time and they put in the effort they put in the practice you know so it, it takes a long time to get good, for sure. Yeah, and you have to pay your dues, I feel like. it's. Yeah. And it, it doesn't it even make it more enjoyable? To me, it's like, you know, once you start getting those building blocks and finding success, and you eventually 
get to a winner tournament or earn your first check. I wouldn't trade it like as much as I would have liked to just get on a kayak and be as good as Cody Milton from the get-go. It's It probably would bore me and I would probably drop the sport and find something else challenging to do. Yeah. I love the grind. I embrace the grind. I love the fact that when I started my first three tournaments, I couldn't get a bite. I love that after my first national trails, I only found two bass. Um, and I love the progression of going from, and I think uh, Ryan Milford, uh, who used to host the Bass Fishing for Noob, touch on this and that, that always has resonated with me you know when it started is like i can't get a bite like i would go out 10 times on my kayak and nine out of ten i would skunk and that one day that i didn't skunk i caught maybe one or two <laughs> you know and from that going to like i and i'm not bragging i can't remember right now the last time that i got skunked and that's something it, to have your hand on. I'm not saying it, I'm as good as it still. Milton. It happened to me it, two yeah, weeks it, ago. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's gonna it's, happen today. Actually, I went out fishing today and I caught one. And I think to myself, like we were just. It was funny because we were. We, I, first time I see ice in Texas on the water while fishing, and I was like, I've never had that happen before. Where I'm gonna have to like pedal through this ice and break it up to get to the other side of the creek. Um, and I thought, I'm like, I'm going to get skunked today. Today is where, you know, I'm going to lose my streak. I only caught one. But the progression and that satisfaction yeah. of working hard and putting time on the water and then doing research on Google Earth and watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts and talking to people, once that puzzle is completed, I mean, the satisfaction you get. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like if you had asked me from day one, would I love to catch five fish every time I go out every from the day one, I started this, that would be great, but I don't think I would love it as much as I do. And I wouldn't have the respect that I have for this as I have it now. And I think of where, if I, if, and when I ever win like a national trail, like not AOI, but just like, I don't think I'll have the time to fish enough to make an AOI on any of the three or four major um, national trails. But if I can win one trail, I mean, to me, that the sweetness of that, winning that would be amazing just because all the hard work and all the years that it's taken to build that puzzle and finally be able to say, hey, you know what? I belong here now with, with some of the winners. That's right. So anyways, how did you spell your holidays, Dan? Uh we went, you know, just hung out with family this weekend. We're going to do it with my family down on the coast. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, my damn kid, look, he got everything for Christmas. He got a kayak. He got a Jackson Skipper. Nice. Yeah, like the best kid's kayak ever made. They don't even make it anymore. Um, like a Nintendo Switch, games, all new hockey pads because he plays hockey and uh, roller new hockey rollerblades new way i mean we spent a ridiculous amount of money like three days before christmas he said he wanted a guinea pig i, I didn't even know this until <laughs> christmas day and then like after we opened all our presents he said but i didn't get a guinea pig i'm like 
you were never going to get a guinea pig. Even if you wanted one, you I, I didn't even know you wanted one. You were never going to get a guinea pig. So I, I told him, like, if you took 10 guinea pigs and you stacked them up and you made a dog shape out of them, they wouldn't even be as big as the one dog we do have. So like, and he doesn't, he doesn't really play with that, play with our dog that much. So, yeah. So it's, it's always, you know, just go show you. You always want more. It's you can just never be satisfied. But no, it was it was great. Got my wife some diamond earrings. I oh, look spent, at you! Spent the spent the money. Yeah, got her some nice jewelry. Hey, we're really gonna need some sponsors then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about you, man? No, man. I uh, watching the World Cup and uh, studying. I finally got to go fishing today. Um, like I mentioned, it's cold. But managed to catch one decent bass. I think it was like a 16-incher batty. I don't know what they feed. That's why I love fishing in winter because you know the bass you're going to get are going to be like feeding up on chat. They're going to be big. They're going to be fat at least. It wasn't a big fish, but it was a football nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, hopefully it's getting – we're going to get a warming trend. Um, and for those out there listening – this is pre-recorded. So right now, today's, you're probably listening January. We're still in the, today's the 27th of December. So um, it got really cold as not as cold as Buffalo, New York. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I know it's prayers for those people. Yeah, prayers for those people. I know there was, I think the death toll last time I checked was about 20 people. Um, mm. We, we got cold, but we didn't got a little bit of flurry snow on Thursday. Really? But now yeah. it's, it's, we, this is the tail end of the uh, cold weather. Now, from here on for the next week, week and a half, it's going to go back to the 70 degrees in January, which is not totally crazy considering it's Texas. But yeah, it's going to get warmed up and I'm excited to see what's going to do with the bike. I think it's going to be pretty good. I think in the next couple of weeks, once weather starts warming up, I think. You know, you never know. It could shut them down. It could get them in a funk with all the, you know, drastic temperature drops. And then um, going from 20 degrees and then in 24 hours, it's 70 degrees. Talking about what, a 50, 50 degree difference in, in 24 hours? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but so that it could shut the bike down even worse. But I think once it stabilizes by sometime... Probably by January third or fourth, if it continues like that, it's it should be a good bite. So we'll now, see. never know. Sometimes on those, uh, you know, warming trend for three or four days in the winter, and they can go up dirt shallow. Like yeah, a, that's I, what I'm, I'm thinking. Like a, yeah, with, with like a super, like a, a fat John six pro fat John sixty, like a a, a shallower square bill, way up shallow on those days. Man, it'd be some great days. I'm excited to see if I can make it to Fairfield. I know you enjoy that lake when you're over here in Texas. Love it. And it's yeah. from what I heard, it's a good winter lake. So I wish I lived near that place. I'd be oh, and by the way, place. for those that are listening and uh, listen before the uh, this actually goes through, on January 7th, I think it is. Let me check the calendar. Um, January 7th. Oh, crap. I just had it. Yeah, it's going to be the... Uh, Texas Kayak Bass League, I think it's what it's called, the new uh, uh, trail for Chris Morales. They're going to have a bass power hour. 
or something like that, which is, you know, uh, hourly big bass, yeah. hourly big bass. That's what I meant. You know, I apologize for the terminology, but you all understand what I'm saying. I think it's going to be in Lake Fayette. So if you haven't signed up, go check it out. Uh, Texas Kayak Bass League. Let me make sure I got that right. And definitely check that out. Uh, there's going to be three, I think, kayaks that are going to be uh, raffled as well for the winners. So not only do you get a chance of getting $500 every hour if you get big bass, but uh, you also get a chance of going home with the one of new three kayaks that are going to be raffling off. Like, shout out to Chris Morales uh, for amazing job he does uh, here in Texas. And Duke Tran, by the way. I'm going to be fishing a lot, hopefully a lot of the North Texas Kayak Championship. Uh, that's Duke Trans from Mariner Sales. That's their trail, and I hope to fish it. I wish I could fish more of what Chris Morales does, but it's a long drive for me. Um, I'll see if I can make one or two of them, but uh, either either of those trails, man. And there's also the Northeast Texas Kayak uh, Trail and Slay Nation. So if you're in Texas, a lot of exciting stuff, and usually tournaments get here started pretty quickly. So January 7th, go check it out. Uh, hourly bass tournament uh so it's gonna be amazing i, I wish i could make it but I'm, i don't think i'm gonna be able to make it but man oh man that's gonna be awesome there you go so pretty much that's it anything else you want to cover down before we be the due to our listeners that's it i, I hope everybody tunes in i'm uh, looking forward to listening to your show and and doing this new show advanced kayak angler it's, it's gonna be good yeah. So once again, uh, we still, oh, um, as far as what to look forward to, we still have Douglas as our sponsor. Go check out the rods. Douglas rods are coming out sometime before, I think by summer in 2023. Um, they're going to have a new lineup of rods. It's going to be a lot cheaper, but still same great quality with it. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to cater to a lot to new anglers because it's going to have the icons where it's going to tell you if it's a frogging rod, a chatterbait rod, a jigging rod. So I know for a lot of people, I know for myself, when I started kayak fishing, I would always get lost in the terminology of, you know, of, you know, what number is for medium heavy and what number is for heavy and what number is for extra heavy and what number do we use for extra fast and you know it could get it could get overwhelming for a new angler um so these rods are going to be at a very affordable price they're going to still have great quality and they're going to you know they're going to simplify for you so if you're new into getting kayak fishing and you're still not sure you want to spend five six hundred dollars on a rod you want to go something with that's quality and it's not going to break the bank. Uh, keep an eye on Douglas Rods. So this should be coming out soon. Fred Kuntai is a rod designer and he's very, very picky about how he designs his rod and they make sure that when they come out of that assembly, they're exactly how he it performs exactly of how he expects them to perform. So it's a great rods. Go check them out. Um, again, our episode, uh, the real life, which is going to be the title for my episode, is going to be every Monday in the morning. And advanced kayak angling or anglers, it's going to be every Wednesday with Dan Perry. There you go. That's it. So thank you for listening. Hope you follow us. Remember, you can follow me on social media at Bass Kayak and Beers. 
um, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook? And then where can people follow you? Daniel Perry Fishing. Uh, Facebook, just Daniel Perry. You'll have to find me. I'm friends with pretty much everybody. And Instagram and YouTube, it's Daniel Perry Fishing. And Grinder. Now I'm kidding. Ah! <laughs> Take everyone. Have a great time. If you're going to be on the water, please wear your PFDs. Uh, if you're going to have a couple of beers when you're out fishing, just make sure you drink responsibly. Make sure you make it back home to your loved one. Have a great day, everyone. Peace out. Be safe.